Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's MJ, and you're listening to the MTG in Quarantine Podcast. As usual, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to my local game store, Guardian Games. Find Guardian Games on the web at ggportland.com. I'd also like to utilize the opportunity to give a huge shout-out and thank you to all the awesome people who support me over at patreon.com slash Quarantine. It's a huge round of thank yous to Mr. Big Benz, Anomaly, Nick S., Frugal Brutal, Jen of the Filthy MTG Casuals, and Coach j for supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash quarantine for more information. Here we are for another fun-sized spotlight, the series where I choose a random card, either out of my bulk bin or through Scryfall, and I talk about it for a couple of minutes, including some of the things that I think could be done with this card. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce today's Scryfall Random, which actually is in my bulk bin, and that is a legendary creature from the Rivals of Ixalan, the one that everyone kind of forgets about. A 6-6 Elder Dinosaur costing 4 black-black, it is Tetsamok Primal Death. Tetsamok is, like I said, 6-6 Elder Dinosaur, has Death Touch, and an activated ability costing a black mana saying, Reveal Tetsamok Primal Death from your hand. Put a Prey Counter on target creature. Activate this ability only during your turn. And then when Tetsamok enters the battlefield, destroy each creature your opponents control with a Prey Counter on it. So obviously this was a card that, you know, came out in a cycle of Elder Dinosaurs in Rivals of Ixalan. Other other ones were Atali, um, Nezahal, Zatalpa, and then I'm just trying to make sure I remember the green one. Oh my god, I'm, I'm really blank on that for some reason. Anyway, so Tetsamok has a very, very powerful ability, but it's also a legendary creature, so I'm going to start with the legendary creature aspect here. Tetsamok only has 41 decks to its name on EDH Rec right now, and that is because the activated ability requires Tetsamok to be in your hand. So that really limits its ability to do the activated ability when it's in your command zone. So a lot of what you see on EDH Rec are basically Nethermore and Altar, which is a artifact, came out in Commander 2020. And it says you tap it, put a soul counter on Netherborn Altar, put your commander in your hand from the command zone. Then you lose three life for each soul counter on Netherborn Altar. So this is basically an easy way to get Tetsamok in your hand from the command zone. Um, again, you have things like Erratic Portal on here, which is returned hard creature to its owner's hand unless the controller pays one. Just basically ways to be able to bounce Tetsamok back to your hand, and then you can play it from there and hopefully blow up some creatures as well as, obviously, the eponymous Command Beacon, which is a land you can sacrifice to be able to put, you know, put your commander in your hand. But yeah, as with all of the legendary creatures that require them to be in your hand or literally anywhere but the command zone, it's very difficult. This is another reason why Phage the Untouchable is so difficult to pull off in some decks, is because, again, casting from the command zone, in that case, would cause you to lose the game. And Tetsumok is basically just a 6-6 for 6 with Death Touch in the command zone if you can't bring it back to your hand. So, again, that makes using the activated ability far more challenging. But again, a 6-6 Death Touch for 6, I think, is still a pretty decent rate, even if you don't have it in your hand. And again, I suppose... Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of ways to be able to get around this if you allow Tetsamok to go to your graveyard. And I think that's something that maybe a lot of the decks on EDH Rec are forgetting to look at, is, no, 
Tetsamok is probably not going to do you a whole heck of a lot of good coming down the battlefield as a 6-6 death touch for 6. But if there's something black is really good at, it's recursion. And especially recurring cards to your hand. There are a lot of just draft chaff commons that will return target creature from your graveyard to your hand. And again, you could easily run Tetsamok where, yes, obviously you're going to want to run another Mortal Altar, you're going to want to run... Um, Command Beacon, things like that, to be able to get Tetsamok back into your hand, or into your hand, period, from the command zone, early, especially early on in the game. And and if you do decide to put it in your command zone, that will make it more difficult. But So I think really think that putting Tetsamok in your graveyard probably ends up being a better option. Looking at EDH Rec here, I honestly don't see a whole heck of a... I mean, there are some cards that allow you to... Maybe you get things out of the graveyard, but I don't really see a lot of cards that allow you to get your card out of the graveyard. Just a lot of tutors. Um, yeah, I mean, they, oh, okay, maybe in the instance category, there are some ways to be able to bring creatures back from a graveyard to your hand. But I feel like with this kind of deck, you're going to want Tetsamok to probably die a few times. And honestly, there are so many ways, like I said, in black to be able to get it back into your hand that once you get on the battlefield once and if you are able to skirt any graveyard hate, I feel like it's pretty easy to be able to get Tetsmok back in your hand, replay it, maybe sacrifice it, bring it back to your hand, and use, utilize this as a repeatable board wipe. Now, obviously, you're telegraphing what you're going to do, but if you're running Tetsmok as your commander, what are you out at that point? I mean... I feel like you could easily use this as, yeah, as an amazing board wipe and a reusable board wipe on a creature. So, fun, fun little things right there. Now, something that's that's interesting on here is that you put a prey counter on target creature. It doesn't say creature your opponent's control, just target creature. But again, it's important to also read the next line of text, which is when Tetsamok enters the battlefield, destroy each creature your opponent's control to prey counter on. So you could put prey counters on all your own crap. But unfortunately, this is not going to be a board. Yeah, this is going to be an asymmetrical board wipe if you decide to use it that way. So unfortunately, you won't be able to use it on your own creatures. But again, you if you're going to be trying to sacrifice creatures like that, there's probably better ways to be able to do that. But... Anyway, just an interesting little bit of uh, text right there that I wanted to bring up. Now, if you wanted to utilize this in your 99, I think that's where Tetsamok actually really comes out as a card. So, obviously, it's only in 3,273 decks, and when you look at the... Wow, there are some interesting <laughs> commanders on here. That That's really interesting. But, again, Hirobi Death's Whale which is a spirit out of one of the Kamigawa sets. It has 4-4 four, four with flying, and whenever a creature becomes a target of a spell or ability, destroy that creature, which case Tetsamok basically, become, basically has death touch on its ability. So I can definitely see why that's in there, in, in, in those sorts of decks. And just a lot of Sultai, a little bit of Rakdos, etc., etc. Just some interesting, interesting decks that Tetsamok can fit into. But I, what I really think is important here is the fact that no matter if you use it in your command zone or just in your 99, that is a very powerful ability. Yes, you are giving your opponents a little bit of information about what's in your hand, especially if Tetsamok is not your commander. But on the other hand, you know, there is definitely room in EDH for six mana board wipes. 
So like uh, if you look at Decree of Pain, it's an eight mana board wipe. Or if you look at some of the lesser played board wipes, like Extinguish All Hope from one of the Theros sets, which is six mana. Um, yeah, again, it's not quite a damnation, but if you have some creature synergies on there and you have a couple extra black mana available on your turn, or if you could even do this just to get rid of one problematic creature, you can basically use, it's a six mana, or actually at that point, seven mana removal spell plus a six, six with death touch. And honestly, that's not a terrible trade. Um, again, certain tables are not going to really find that overly optimized, but again, I'm, I'm the jank master. So I see a lot of potential here. Honestly, even just blowing up one thing while also adding to your board. That's an interesting little two for one right there. And, you know, I mean, again, it's it's definitely something that you're going to probably see only at more casual tables, and that's really where I love being a lot of the time. So I am I might have to look more into to throwing uh, Tetsumok into one of my decks, actually. I think I have a... I, I definitely have a copy sitting around somewhere, so maybe I'll just start playing around with that. Definitely seems like the kind of card that uh, could have the right utility, just kind of needs the right, right setting to really dominate in. So anyway... That's Tetsamok, Primal Death, the very interesting Elder Dinosaur. Oh yeah, Galta was the other one. I knew I was going to remember that one. But anyway, yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode on Tetsamok Primal Death, and I hope you enjoy, have enjoyed listening to all of these uh, fun size spotlights that I've done, because they're really fun to do, and I intend to keep doing these in the future. Anyway, I'd like to give another huge shout-out to all the people who support me over at patreon.com slash Quarantine. So another huge round of thank yous to Mr. Big Benz, Anomaly, Nick S, Frugal Brutal, Jen of the Filthy MTG Casuals, and Coach J Report supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash quarantine for more information. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the MTG in Quarantine podcast. My name's MJ. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.